Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. This is Curtis Lewa with your report from the suites to the streets. This is where I've made my bones as leader of the Guardian Angels for 44 years. Our city council, 52 members, most of them slackers and deadbeats, because they are determining that they're going to put together a package of legislation that will comfort criminals. Evictions will be almost impossible to do. And most importantly, if you're without lodging and you go to a landlord or a rental agent or somebody who is renting on behalf of somebody else, they will not have the right to do a background check on you whatsoever. The only thing they'll be able to check is the sex registries to see if you are a sex offender. Now, how ironic that is when you consider that the public housing projects, which is run by NYCHA, they're exempt because the city is federally mandated to do background checks on tenants. So if you're a NYCHA resident, you can't get an apartment if you have a serious felony record. If you happen to be seeking to rent or lease uh, space in any commercial or residential building, they can't do a background check on you. Not building owners, not agents, not real estate brokers. That is absolutely crazy. And at this point, if a vote were taken today, 30 out of the 51 city council people would vote for it. The public advocate, Jumani Williams, has promoted it. And the question is, would Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, have the chutzpah, the huevos, the culiones, to do the right thing and veto it? Stay tuned. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. This is another edition of yours truly, Curtis Lee. We're taking you from the suites to the streets to the NYPD and one police plaza where the brass conduct the operations 24-7-365. We know we have a police commissioner, Sewell, who's missing in action. Uh, she has to report to the deputy mayor in charge of public safety, Phil Banks. Now, what a piece of work he is. His uh, credentials, he was an unindicted co-conspirator in arrests of police officers who were selling uh, actual licenses so that you could have a carry permit. He became a cooperating informer and was able to spare himself of a jail sentence. But you would have felt that he would have been tainted. And yet, Mayor Eric Adams said he's my lifelong friend. I trust him with public safety in the city of New York. Now they've elevated to the NYPD chief, Jeffrey Madry. You say, Jeffrey Madry. Okay, what about him, Curtis? 
Well, you talk about a tainted past. When he was deputy inspector of the 75th Precinct in East New York, the most active and largest precinct in the city, he had a female driver. And this female driver, a police officer, was fornicating and copulating with him on a regular basis. She was his gumata. He was a married man. They got into a fight, and they ended up in a park in Ozone Park, and she pulls out her revolver and puts it to his head. The community calls 911. The cops respond, bells and whistles blazing. When they get to the top of the hill, they see she's got a gun to Deputy Inspector Chief Madry's head, and he flashes his badge and says, no problem, I got it, guys. I'll take care of it. She's now suing him for millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> we'll keep you in touch with the craziness going on at One Police Plaza. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa. Another episode of Taking You from the Sweets to the Streets. And in this most wonderful time of the year, with lots of crowds on Fifth Avenue because they're actually preventing vehicular traffic, oh, it's going to be party time for thieves of all types. They call them pickpockets, jostlers, and boosters. Now, many of them are professional. This is what they do 24-7-365. They come in from Venezuela. They come in from Colombia. And they practice on mannequins. Others are just total street thugs who've been busted 40, 50 times caught pickpocketing. They'll pickpocket you on the subway if you fall asleep. They'll pickpocket you if you're in Macy's in Herald Square shopping. They'll pickpocket you as you were watching the tree in Rockefeller Center. They're very adept. It's almost like they have Velcro mitts. The problem is, is that oftentimes they're spotted. But they're not spotted by the technology that the NYPD has that should be universally used. Photo recognition technology. We have spent millions of dollars for the NYPD to use the -the state-of-the-art technology. Since they have cameras everywhere, private cameras and the uh, police cameras. This photo recognition technology goes through millions and millions of pictures and tries to apply your picture to that picture. And they have these pickpockets and jostlers and boosters already in the system. So you would think as we're going through the Christmas holidays, and then there'll be an inordinate amount of them out for New Year's Eve, that they would use the photo recognition technology and preemptively grab them before they can pickpocket their way into heaven. See, this is pertinent to everybody who's out in the streets, in the subways, or just sitting in a park and having a good time. Beware of the pickpockets, jostlers, and boosters. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa, again, taking you from the streets to the streets. And I'm so proud of what the Guardian Angels did on Saturday. They started up in the Bronx on their daily and nightly subway patrols. We do it different than the police. The NYPD, they position men and women on the platforms. They rarely, if ever, walk up and down the moving trains as they did previously 
in different administrations. This has been part and parcel of what we've been doing for 44 years since I started the Guardian Angels as a night manager of Mickey D's up in the Bronx. So a three-person patrol, you have one person in the last car, which is where typically the most problems take place, one in the middle car near the conductor, and one in the front car near the motorman. And you walk up and down, you're very visible. So on the first run on the number four train at 138th Street, they spotted a guy on the moving car with a baby. He was emotionally disturbed. He was screaming, ranting, and yelling at a woman who was sitting right across from him. The guardian angels intervened. They moved the woman to a different car. They calmed the guy down, and they eventually took him off the train. No cops in that incident. Then within an hour, they were on the D train at 167th Street, and they walked into the car, and there was a middle-aged man and woman beating the living daylights out of a 76-year-old woman who was sitting down, slapping her. The guardian angels jumped on the guy, restrained him, The cops came in from the 44th precinct, brought him to the precinct, and they issued him a disappearance ticket. It's called a desk appearance ticket. He was released to do it again. Darcel Clark is the DA of the Bronx. You never heard of her, but she is the female version of Alvin Bragg in Manhattan who loves to turn the criminals loose. Oofah, Darcel Clark in the Bronx.